Welcome to Vision Talks with Brett Wade. Many in the body of Christ are awakening to discover they're on a journey, a quest to discover reality and depth in life, leaving the map and following God beyond limitations. Hunger consumes them to know Him and live by His ways. Brett Wade coaches seasoned believers in the awakening process by providing insights and tools that empower the journey of adventurous discovery into mature Christ-conscious living. Live what God has written on your heart. Live the vision. It's time to leap. Now, here's your host, Brett Wade. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to your life. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here and I wanted to broadcast today and um, just kind of go over, you know, I've been thinking about what is vision, what is it, what does it mean? And um, in our school of ministry, I break that down, or excuse me, not school of ministry, school of awakening, I break that down. And some of the things that we've come out with is typically out of the box for what we traditionally see. When it comes to vision, visionaries, um, going through the process of God is very vital. It's very much an important part to uh, discover, to live out what is vision. And so I named this podcast Vision Talks for a reason. I'm just going to get on here and talk. <laughs> and so a lot of these things that 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 I'm breaking down um what is vision? Why is it important? What does it mean? These kind of things are things that I've lived um, over the last many years. But when you begin to realize that vision is more than a noun of having a vision, which is, you know, the, the mission, so to speak, of a ministry or a business, then what begins to happen is you begin to realize that, that there's much more going on. And so, when we begin to realize and look at vision being an active part of our lives um, and not just secluding it to business or ministry, what happens is we begin to open up with the understanding that this is much greater. It's, it's more than we could imagine. I remember years ago, um, you know, I was contemplating writing a book I'm still, <laughs> working towards that. But the book became a, a coaching program. And the the thing that the thing that I kept saying and I kept feeling was I'm becoming my message. And when we began to uh, discover that we are the message, we are the vision, what we see, what we live is that vision for the world because we are living letters. We are that message. We are that vision for the world. It's not just a, a vision to do something. It's a vision of becoming something. So, you know, one of the things that uh, I asked the Lord, because I had been, you know, with such a background in apostolic prophetic ministry for, you know, 35 years, how is it that everybody has vision? I knew they had it, <laughs> but I was wondering, how does this work? Because I'm really wanting to know 
how I can break this down because I didn't feel like that I was called just to leaders. And that's one of the things that I feel like that happens with the apostolic prophetic is we zero in on leaders and leave the rest of the body of Christ out, except when it comes to teaching them what is discernment, um, things along that nature. So, you know, when, in my in my perception, my thoughts when it comes to what is vision, one of the things that I look at is basically what what is it that that is part of our design. And when we, when we realize that our design can be hindered, because a lot of times what we're doing is we're wanting to use spiritual gifts to amp up something that's already there. So, you know, so that's one of the things that the Lord began to show me was out of the book of Psalms, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, the lamp unto my feet is for my personal life. And then the light unto my path is the vision of where I'm headed. It's long-term and short-term. I can see 10 feet in front of me, but then I can also see miles down the road. So the problem that we face a lot of times is because of religion's exclusivity, we have been taught that many in the body of Christ are visionaries, uh, when that is in the design of all of us. And so when it comes to living vision, here's the thing that I've realized. Vision is consciousness. It's not just about what I see. You know, I had the Lord speak this to me in 2007. I had been praying. I said, Lord, I want more of your presence. I want more of your presence. And I had been praying that for about three weeks. And God suddenly spoke to me. I wasn't even expecting to hear from him in that moment. And he said, Brett, it's not the lack of my presence that you suffer from. It's the presence of other things that hinder. So when you began to look and say, okay, well, what's clouding my vision for me to be able to see? Well, one of the first things that we see in the scripture is that uh, Jesus talked about the log in the eye, trying to help your neighbor with, who has a splinter, but yet here we are with logs in our eyes, which means that we have a bigger problem than the person with the splinter. And just because you can see something doesn't mean that you need to address it. Sometimes means that we need to uh, assess things, you know, in a more, um, I don't know, holistic manner. Um, because when you begin to realize that the world around you is a reflection of what's on the inside of us. So, you know, I may be seeing mirrors out here until my eyes are clear to see. And that's not meaning that we can't see in a realistic manner, but it does mean that we need to be able to approach things with the ability to see clearly and doing our due diligence to remove um, hindering factors, inner issues, uh, prejudices, um, then that, that doesn't have to be racial. That could be in any form or fashion. Um, preconceived notions, um, knowledge. We can operate out of knowledge rather than out of the ability to see or out, even out of love. Love will give you eyes to see. Um, knowledge will puff up. And so we have to begin to approach things from a really a different, a different way of seeing things. And 
So when we're looking, when we're looking for ourselves, when we're looking down the road for ourselves and we're wanting to see what is vision, what is, what is it that you, where you have me going, Father? Um, we want to be able, we want to be able to see it with eyes and in such a way that um, we're not hindered, that we are doing our due diligence. It's one of the things that I teach in our School of Awakening is, is how to clear uh, ourselves of inner issues. I call it peeling the onion, basically, and going layer by layer because, you know, some things can be pretty deep. You know, one of the things that I realize is that when it comes to uh, me being able to move forward in something, I need to be able to see it. I need to be able to see it. Once I see it, then it's mine. The problem is, is that, you know, sometimes we go through process so long that we think, okay, I need to process into something. And I had the Lord say this to me, oh, I guess it's probably been a couple of months ago. He's, you know, it was something that I was telling him that I could see that I wanted to live. And the Lord told me, he said, I, I've heard what you see and I heard what you want to live. Now step into it. You don't need to process into something. You've got access. It's time to to just step in and, and walk out the access that you have. And so that's that's a lot of things, you know, sometimes we get stuck in a rut and we just need to see something. You know, one of the things that I experienced recently was I was at an event and uh, it was last week and uh, I had the Lord tell me this uh, on the Tuesday morning before the event actually started. It was probably about 6, 30, 7 o'clock in the morning and um, I was journaling and the Lord said, I want you to listen for keys. I'm dropping keys to increase the frequency. And uh, he said, so listen for keys. And it was, you know, and I heard a lot of good things. I, I, I saw a lot of good things throughout the event. I had a lot of good interaction with friends, some that I had not uh, met face to face, but I'd met virtually online. Um, some of them were even students from our school that I got to meet face to face. And so while I was there, you know, had a lot of good interaction. But then on Thursday morning, there was a key that was dropped. I, I feel it was, you know, if, I, if it helps somebody else, praise God. But I felt like it was just specifically for me because as soon as uh, the there's uh, a naturopath doctor that was speaking, and as soon as she said, something that uh, had my attention because she was describing a physical condition. And she said, so here's how all this fits. Basically, what's that reflect in the, in the world around us? You know, um, and so immediately, I'm not going to go into great detail with it, but immediately I heard something on the inside of me. And when I did, I then knew that I had a key that I was going to unlock um, myself out of things that had hindered me that I wasn't aware that was even hindering me. I knew that I was dealing with something, but I didn't know what it was. So I was able to, uh, to then acknowledge it. And then once I acknowledged it, then I testified later that day. Um, but even before that, in um, in more of a private setting, I, I attested to what I heard 
And I've been experiencing freedom ever since. Now, one of the things about that is I know that's going to increase my ability, my capacity to see. So what does that mean? Vision has to have capacity. You have to be able to, to take and enlarge your capacity to receive, to hear, to see, perceive, to know, to understand. So vision is not just about having something. It's about an ability to walk in something that was in your original design. We are all designed to see, perceive, to know, to understand. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and he talked to him about being born again or born from above is how I'd rather, you know, phrase that because sometimes the terminologies that we use have such a meaning to it uh, based on religion that a lot of times we don't go past what we learn. Sometimes it's surface meaning some or a surface teaching. And oftentimes the surface teachings are an error. And uh, it, because if anybody can develop a surface teaching, we can do that out of this instead of out of spirit, out of our intuition. And so the thing that we have to recognize is what is, what is the root what is the ability to enlarge our capacity to receive? Where do we get that? How do we enlarge that? What do we do to enlarge that capacity? And there's so much that we can do. Um, you know, the th the, I think one of the greatest hindrances is this. God is bringing us out of duality. The duality that he's bringing us out of is the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so a lot of times we can we can say that we're doing things Christian by identifying things and then warning people um, you're in sin or such, you know, something like that. And um, and a lot of times you <laughs> a lot of times what we don't realize is when we tag something as Christian doesn't make it doesn't make it Christ. There's a difference between the religion of Christianity and being a follower of Christ. There is a major difference because one of the things that we will realize is they are diametrically opposed. A religion, an organized system is um, superimposed on our life in Christ. And the sooner we see that, the better off we'll be. Uh, I think it's one of the things that you know, if anybody wants to call me a heretic, that'll be part of it. <laughs> but vision is consciousness. It wasn't a church that was lost in the garden. It wasn't a religion that was lost in the garden. It was consciousness. Adam fell from the tree of life, which is Christ conscious living, Christ consciousness, God consciousness, whatever you want to call it, the mind of Christ. And he fell into the human consciousness alone without Christ. And that is what, when we, when we go and we start studying, we will find that anything that has to do with sin consciousness, falling short of the glory of God, is exactly that. It is, it is uh, the mindedness of man that's isolated without Christ. And so when we're, when we're living this, and when we're walking in this, what happens is we will judge between good and evil. We've not ascended to a place of walking in the mind of Christ. 
and the 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 organized church has made the mind of Christ to be something that's almost inaccessible without prayer and fasting for 40 days. The problem is, is that the scripture says that we have the mind of Christ, but we don't always access it. And it takes us coming out of that duality into the singularity of living from the tree of life. So why is this consciousness? Why is this? Because we are sentient beings. We are, um, and you know, that's one of the things that AI is, is um, emulating is I don't know that it would ever be able to create something that is conscious, uh, fully conscious, but sentient beings are is about consciousness. Let, for example, let's, let's look at it in the scripture. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So when we're talking about the mind of Christ or the Christ mind or Christ consciousness, so being mindful of these things, um, when we, when we're talking about, uh, the presence of God, we're talking about being conscious of now con being conscious in the present moment. And when it comes to being able to hear the voice of God, it's, you know, or experience the presence of God, which are basically the same things. Then what happens is it's about awareness. What am I aware of? What am I noticing? What am I seeing? That's consciousness. So vision is consciousness. For me to live according to the vision that God gives me for my life, for my business, for my ministry, for whatever it is that I'm engaged with and engaged in, first off, it needs to be developed on the inside of us before we ever get to the fullness of it. That's not saying that we can't walk in it in various stages because we will. The problem is, is that when we're walking in something way ahead of its time, thinking that we're in the fullness, it's very easy to get arrogant. It's very easy to become egotistical and work it out with knowledge and, um, you know, out of our intellect rather than out of the spirit of man, which is a candle of the Lord. So I've, you know, I've, I, I realize that my terminology is not going to be churchy. Thank God. God got rid of the uh, Christianese out of me many years ago. And I realize you know, especially now after several years of going through process and, and being isolated, you know, for a period of time, just, you know, God had me said, he said, I want you to be still and know that I am God and go through the process. There was a lot that was taken out of me, but there was a lot that was revealed to me as well. And in the process of all that, one of the things that I began to discover is that I don't, you know, when I'm coming coming and connecting with other people, I don't speak the same way that I used to. And I began to notice that I don't write the same way that I that I used to. And I think a lot of it is, you know, the the the, the preconceived things that we say and do sometimes is developed over exposure to groups of people and we we get lingo that um, is very polarized to to a specific meaning. And so what happens is when people hear that word, they immediately go to the polarization rather than what is the broader scope of what does this mean? So when we're talking about vision, we're not just talking about having a vision for a church or ministry. I realize that I'm going to repeat myself on these things. And it's quite all right because, you know, 
Um, I was a pastor for over 25 years and don't, you know, pastors repeat things <laughs> and it's, you know, it's for the, uh, for the sake of after, after we're saturated in these things, hearing them and hearing them, you know, Peter said that I will not be negligent to remind you of those things, even though that you are established in the present truth. And so being established in what God is doing now, um, you know, sometimes we come in at various levels of, of, of receiving and seeing. And I remember I used to, uh, and I still say this to some degree, um, you know, in our, in our ministry, when our church, when I had a church on Wednesday nights, we had a, a discussion that we called uh, kingdom conversations. And so we didn't have a script. We sat down and said, what's on your heart? Or I would sit down and begin to share something that the Lord had said to me. And so the floor was open to those that were there. We just kind of tried to keep it flowing in a particular topic. And one of the things that I would always tell them is it's, it, you know, it doesn't matter what you get, but I, I just want you to get this. It doesn't matter if it's down here or up here, because if we can see something, we can have it. We can, no matter where we enter in at it at where it's at. So vision is the ability to perceive, to see, to know, to understand. That's what Jesus said. I started to say this earlier to Nicodemus. He said, no man can see, perceive, know, or understand the uh, kingdom of God unless he's been born from above. So it doesn't matter what you acknowledge as Christ consciousness. It's whether you've been born from above. What does that mean? It means that you're, that you're going through a process of coming out of the duality into the singularity of the Spirit of God, speaking to us, opening up our understanding so that we can see. And, uh, you know, the, one of the things that I like to say is like this, um, that this is like, you know, uh, it's like having being on a body of water, you know, like maybe a lake or a pond or even the ocean. And the sun's coming down on that and you'll have a certain glare. And most people stop right there with what they can see because um you know you have to be able to see into the depths in order to be able to perceive what's down there and so what happens is a lot of times contemporary christianity is that surface okay but if you want to see the ways of christ the ways and purposes of god you've got to look down into the depths so discovering those depths where deep calls unto deep is where we're headed. That's what God wants you to live in. It's what he wants me to live in. It's what he wants us all to live in. So, you know, it's not about attending services. Okay, this is going to get me in trouble, but it's okay. Um, it's not about attending services. It's about learning a life of service. And, you know, you worship is not about an event. Worship is about a lifestyle and an experience and a submission to God. So I'm not prescribing what that looks like to you, to me, to anybody else. I'm just simply saying what the, what the scripture talks about. So we, we need to get out of the boundaries of man into the enlarged capacity of, of God. I, I saw this again the other day, enlarge my, enlarge my territory. And I thought, well, possess the territory that you're in first. <laughs> A lot of people want their territory enlarged, but they don't necessarily know to how to even possess their own soul you know you possess your own soul with patience and that means being diligent with the things that god has put his finger on 
And by and large, I can tell you that most of the body of Christ has no idea what that even looks like. So I'm just, um, I feel like I'm going to wind this up here and I'm going to try and do these a little bit more often. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, rather than weekly, I might do them several times a week. But the thing that is important to understand is that we are much more than what a system tells us that we are. We are much more in the mind of God than what a system will tell you that you are. We are much more than what people isolated in a judgmental attitude, not experience the love of God, but, but judging between good and evil. This is good. This is evil. And then we, you know, we say things that are, you know, they're so crazy. Um, hate the sin, love the sinner. Well, we've already tagged the person and we're going to do exactly what we're saying we're not going to do. And, um, you know, we're not going to uh, hate the sinner, but we do. We express that. Sorry to say it happens, but we need to enlarge our capacity outside of contemporary Christianity. And we need to be followers of Christ. And not only that, but we need to learn his acts and his ways. You know, one of the things that's interesting is when we get around others that follow Christ, do we see the manifestation of love and respect for other people? Um, especially if somebody gets angry or if somebody feels like that they've got it figured out, you know, and there's a little bit of, you know, a, cha a challenge to be arrogant uh, in something, or are we humble? You know, the, the thing that I think is important is that when we realize that none of us have got all this figured out, and I'm sorry to say it, I don't care how long you've been a theologian, you haven't got it all figured out. I don't care how long you've been a minister, you haven't got it all figured out. There is nobody that's perfected this walk except Jesus Christ, and we each need him on a daily basis. And, um, you know, the thing that's interesting is that everything has been granted to us. Access to the mind of Christ has been given to us. Being born from above simply means to turn our way of thinking and yield to him. And, um, you know, I think the difference is this. It's, um, you know, we can be in fear if we want to. And we can say, well, um, you know, you're using the word consciousness. That's new age. I'm sorry, it's not. That means that you're a little bit uh, stuck. You need to get unstuck. And uh, <laughs> sorry to be so direct, but I'm not sorry. Um, you know, consciousness is the awareness. You know, Jacob in Genesis 28 suddenly became aware of the presence of God and said, surely God is in this place and I did not know it. And we are not aware of everything. We are not conscious of everything going around on around us, not even conscious of everything that's going on on the inside. And when God opens our eyes and enables us to see in a moment the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. That's not, a, that's not just a rapture scripture. <laughs> that's a reality of shifting over into ascension. And so we have to be able to hear the things that are not convenient, be able to do the things that are not convenient, 
and be able to come into the place of being true disciples, which means a disciplined one in the ways of our master. So I want to just conclude with saying this. Develop a heart for the ways and purposes of God, and your life will excel. God bless you, and I will see you next time. Oh, go to my website, freshvision.tv. Sign up, and uh, I'll get you some good stuff. All right. Let's see what I button I got to push here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Vision Talks with Brett Wade of Fresh Vision Ministries. To learn more about us, including how to connect with our School of Awakening, please visit our website at freshvision.tv. If you're enjoying our broadcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you watch or listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can be encouraged. We really appreciate your effort, and we hope you'll join us again in our next Vision Talks broadcast.